0: thank you so much I, I hope you can hear me so if i can hear some amens, then i will know that uh, i can be heard okay, so thank you amen. so much uh, amen amen all right thank you so much uh, brother john for taking us uh, through that um and for calling me on the platform. So let's uh, first of all, continue uh, in prayer and then we'll continue in that sharing of the word. Uh, Father God, um, we thank you so much for gathering us this morning. And even as we have spoken before you, God, it's not because we are so uh, strong, because we are so powerful, but it's because of your grace, Lord. And so we want to thank you. We want to thank you yet again for gathering us this morning. We want to thank you for that, that you have purpose to speak to us this morning. It is because you love us, oh God, that you want to speak to us, that you want to transform us into your image. You want us to do the work of the kingdom. And so we thank you. We submit ourselves unto you in the name of Jesus. And again, we ask that every form of disqualification because of our wickedness, because of our weakness, because of our sin, will be atoned for by the blood of Jesus. And so, God, we continue to submit the airwaves. We continue to submit the gadgets we are using. We continue to submit wherever we are in the different locations. We pray that, Lord, it will be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And we pray for open heavens over each and every member who is on this platform and over every member who will join on this platform. Holy Spirit, we need you. We cannot hear except if you help us. And so I submit myself unto you. I pray you empty me of myself and use me. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. So, uh, brothers and sisters, I want to thank, um, first of all, uh, so much for the opportunity uh, to share this morning. So I want to thank... um, the organizers of the program, thank you so much, and the cathedral leadership, thank you. So we'll go straight to this word as the theme, as our brother John read, um, looking at, you shall be my witnesses. Uh, If you you are not here, we read from Acts 1, verse 1 to 8. Uh, And so when we look at this word, um, Luke, Dr. Luke, is writing to Theophilus, uh, who he has written to before, uh, when we see the beginning of the book, uh, the Gospel according to Luke, we see that you know Luke was writing to Theophilus at that time, an account of what he had studied, an account of the summary of, of of the word uh, according to what he had studied and proved it to be true, and so specifically uh, this uh, what our focus is today, he was picking up the words of Jesus, uh, of what he commanded the. Disciples to do regarding witnesses. So this is our topic for today. You know, you shall be my witnesses. And so Luke picks up on on the command uh, that Jesus gave to the disciples uh, just before uh, he left. And he, you know, they're quoting uh, part of what he has already written about in um, in the book of of or in the Gospel according to Luke in chapter twenty four. Uh, so I want to first of all go there. Uh, in Luke chapter 24 uh verse uh verse um, 36 to 49 I'll read it quickly so that we, you know we see where the uh the word is coming from so Luke 24 uh verse um verse uh, 36 uh, to 49 so it 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 it, it reads Now, as they said these things, so if we remember that book to give an account of what happened before, there were these uh, uh, gentlemen who had gone to Emmaus and uh, Jesus had met them, and now they come back and they are, you know, people are gathered, people are gathered and talking of all the different experiences. And so when we go to verse, uh, um, let me read from 38. Now, as they, sorry, now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, uh, why are you troubled? And why do you doubt, um, sorry, why do you have doubts? Why do doubt, sorry, arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you, you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they, was, uh, but while they still did not believe uh, for, for joy and marveled, he said to them, have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Uh, verse 44 said, then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. that And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and you are witnesses of these things. Uh, verse 49, behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endured with power, uh, you're endured, sorry, with power from on high. So that is the the, the, the word coming from uh, the, the gospel according to Luke. Uh, which is quoted right here in the book of Acts, uh, and so when we've read that uh, specifically, verse forty-six, uh, talking about the suffering uh, of the Messiah and the rising from the dead, and that there was going to be repentance for forgiveness of sins that was going to be preached in His name, and Jesus tells them that you know you are witnesses; they were going to be witnesses, or they were witnesses uh, of, of of all that had happened. And so, if we go back, uh, if our theme today is saying you are witnesses, if we go back and look at what is, you know, what is a witness? What what is what does the word witness mean? So I just picked up, um, you know, if it's, uh, some dictionary definition of what a witness or, or what the word witness means. And so, um, this word tells us a person who sees an event that's a witness. Or you could talk of evidence or proof or attestation of a fact so meaning you you testify that something has uh, or the testimony that something that has happened and so this is what Jesus is telling these people that you know they were going to be uh, those people that had seen you know they were also going to be the evidence of the fact that he had been they were going to testify to the fact that uh, he had been and uh, because what they had experienced these disciples had seen Jesus, they had heard him speak. they had experienced him, lived with him, they had experienced his works, they had experienced his death, his death and uh, you know that's why they were now gathered even in this area. maybe they had been you know uh, because of all that had happened, they had been scared and all that they had experienced this death and they had experienced his resurrection. We see here in the book of uh, Luke 24, which we have just read, these friends that had been walking, maybe dejected, and you know, he looked at their faces and is wondering why are they speaking like this, and and they are accounting what had happened. But friends, because they experienced his resurrection, they ran back. I, I imagine they must have been tired after walking those seven uh, that distance that was so long. But they ran back because they had experienced the resurrection. They had seen the risen Christ, and they, having listened to uh, you know the the word, because he has talked about uh, the, the 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 word being preached, the repentance, you know, the forgiveness of sins. So they had understood the purpose of why Jesus had come. And so, friends, uh, earlier these uh, very men, when you look at Luke 24. They are talking about, you know, we thought this was a mighty man. We thought he was the one now who was going to, you know, change the government. So they had thought that Jesus was going to deliver Israel maybe from the government that was oppressive. And so, but now they have understood the purpose. He had not come to overthrow the government. He had not come in that kind of power, that uh, of purpose that they had thought. He had come, but now they have understood. So it's not uh, uh, it's not only that they have seen him, his works, and all that, but they have understood the purpose. Uh, And that purpose was for the redemption of mankind. That he was, uh, his death and resurrection was going to be, uh, you know, for the for the redemption of of mankind. And they are being judged now. They were going to spread that news. Uh, because Jesus is saying you are witnesses, his, they are going to spread the repentance and forgiveness in His name. They were they who had experienced Jesus. They were the ones that were going to share this kind of information that indeed He has, you know, He has risen. Because we have said witnesses, uh, you know, they they have seen witnesses, even themselves are proof and, and they can testify. Uh, to that fact. And even when we read other scriptures, if you read First uh, John, the letter uh, of First John First um, uh, John chapter 1, verse 1, John again also testifies and says, you know, they had seen, they had seen with their eyes, they had looked at that which they had seen, that which they had heard, that which they had looked at, that which their hands had touched. So, that one, that is what they were proclaiming. So, these are people who had encountered christ and and so here when we have read in luke 24 uh, verse 48 and 49 jesus has told the disciples you will be my witnesses but he's telling them what but wait you know tarry tarry in jerusalem until you're clothed with power and in verse 49 he says what you know what is that power going to be they were going to receive the holy spirit that was going to be the enabling power and, and so, uh, yes, they had seen Jesus. Yes, they had talked to him, they had touched him, but it was going to be the power of the Holy Spirit that was going to enable them to be witnesses. You know, it was not enough that they had touched him. It was not enough, you know, when you read the gospel, even John had reclined with, you know, they talk of reclining. So they were living in close proximity with Jesus, but that was not going to be enough, you see. When we read you know, the Gospels, um, if you read the Gospels, for example, of Mark, and maybe we're not going to read there now, but please, you read there. When we read Mark 14, verse 66 to 72, looking at this Peter, who had been, for example, walking with Jesus, uh, what happened when they say a servant girl, so you can imagine, a servant girl came and says, you know, are you not one of those? you know, in the book of Mark 14, verse 66 to 72, you know, when Peter was told that he had been with Jesus, he, you know, he, he says, I don't understand. Can you imagine? He's saying, I don't understand what you're talking about. I imagine the language that young lady was speaking was a language he could understand. But he's saying, I don't even understand. What are you saying? You know, so he denies Jesus those three times just as Jesus had, you know, had, had, um, predicted. And, and what's amazing, you know, uh, that the, the last time the, the Bible t- tells us that he even began to, to to call down curses, you know, who is this that is saying that I, you know, I have been with Jesus. I don't even know this man. I don't even know this man that you are talking about. And so, friends, minus the Holy Spirit, uh, it is not enough that these people had seen Jesus. It was not enough, because you, we have seen that Peter, who had you know at that point, he, he was saying that you know I, I don't even know this man. I don't understand what you're speaking. And that same Peter, minus the Holy Spirit enablement for the witnesses for the witnessing, you know, because we know uh, that at some point uh, Jesus, you know, breathed on them the Holy Spirit. But we are saying that. This, the 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 power of the Holy Spirit that was going to enable them to witness that they were going to be the witnesses of Christ, you know, minus the Holy Spirit, they couldn't do it. This same Peter, he, he was so uh, after the death of Jesus, the the profession they had called him for from uh, some three years before, he was now saying, "I'm going back fishing," you know. So that same Peter was going to go back to what he had left before uh, because what? He had not yet received the enablement. But when we read, when we continue reading in the book of Acts, when we read uh, the next account in Acts chapter two, uh, when we read the, the account that, you know, when the day of Pentecost came, they were gathered in one room and suddenly, you know, the Holy Spirit descended upon them. So when we read, that they received, they were filled with the Holy Spirit when we, we, we read Acts 2 verse 4. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, you know. And after they had been filled with the Holy Spirit, when you continue in that chapter, the, the word of God tells us Peter raised his voice. He raised his voice. He explained about, you know, uh, the, the, the Holy Spirit. When people were saying, you know, these men must be drunk. They must be drunk. Uh, and he speaks about you know the promise of the Holy Spirit. He speaks about Jesus. He he rebukes these people. You know uh, they you know you, you killed him. You know he preached repentance. And the Word of God tells us in verse forty one in Acts two verse forty one, three thousand were added uh, to the to the you know to the believers. So three thousand were added. We are talking about the same Peter who in in Mark. Mark 14, he's saying, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't know this man, you know. This is the same Peter who, when he has received the enablement of the Holy Spirit, he is able to speak and 3,000 come to the family of believers. And, you know, later as we see, we read the book of Acts, you know, we, we see these people witnessing. They are witnessing for Christ, you know. And it's not that they're witnessing for Christ because they have been called into the palace, you know, to be given high places because they had been with the king, no. Amidst being beaten, amidst being threatened, you know, amidst, you know, being imprisoned, all this was going on, but these people were witnessing for Christ, you know? And when you read, we continue in the book of Acts, when you read Acts chapter four, you you see uh, these people were arrested, They were threatened and they were told, do not, you know, do not even speak about this Jesus again. What did they do? They went and spoke about the very Jesus. You know, they went, first of all, prayed. They prayed for boldness. They prayed for boldness that they would continue to speak about Jesus. And they continue. They continue in the work that, you know, the Lord had left them with, you know. Uh, And so we read the accounts of, you know, several times they arrested. Some of them were killed, you know, but the gospel continued uh, because they continued to to, to witness. Why? They had received the enabling power, the power that was going to enable them to witness. And so, friends, as we look at this, what was going on with these apostles, what does it mean? These disciples, what does it mean for you and me? You know, it is easy to say, oh, that there was Peter's speaking. Oh, and there was, you know, whoever, there was Paul and there there was, you know, John and all that. But what does it mean? It's not, you know, it's not like a nice story to read and, and, and say, oh, today has been a good morning. I read about this interesting story. We have work to do. Uh, because when we read in the book of Matthew, uh, and, and let me read uh, that specific verse, Matthew 28, we like this verse. We like it a lot, but let me read it. Uh, specifically verse, I'm going to read specifically verse 19 Matthew uh, 28 I'm going, disciples oh, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit uh, okay, uh, let me continue to, to, to 20, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age So, friends, this, which we call the Great Commission, you and I, you know, as part of those all the nations, we are supposed to continue in this work, this work that Jesus charged the disciples to to do, to go and make disciples of all nations. You and I, who have believed Christ, we are to continue in this work of, 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 of witnesses. And so the Lord calls us. The Lord calls you today. The Lord calls me today. And he's saying you shall be my witnesses. Why? Because you have met Christ. The Christ who saved you, you have met him. I hope everybody has met Christ. You know, sometimes we make assumptions that because people gather in church, they have actually met Christ. So uh, I hope you have met Christ. But so that Christ that you have met, and if you have not met him, uh, let this be be your day. Uh, the one that has, you know, transformed your life, and and when I say the one that has transformed your life, and I hope again let it be that indeed he has transformed your life, and he should be the one, you know, he should have the, um, he, should have, uh, he, he should have, he should have, he should have transformed us, and we are saying he's the one that has the power to save. He's the one that has the power to save. That Jesus that we have met, and so we are supposed to witness. We are supposed to witness for him. We are supposed to witness repentance and forgiveness of sins. We are supposed to preach that, to preach repentance and forgiveness of sins in his name, in the name of the Lord Jesus. We will tell others about his saving grace. We will tell others about where he has picked us from. We will tell others about where he can pick them from. We can tell others about how he can transform them. Of course, many times um, we tell about Jesus, but I, I want you to think about what do we tell about Jesus? You know, Sometimes we tell about him, but what do we say about him? Uh, these are some of the things. That, uh, and so, uh, do you want a job? Come to Jesus. Do you want a husband? Come to Jesus. Do you want a wife? Come to Jesus. Are you sick? Come to Jesus. By the way, Jesus is able to do all this he's able to do. But you know, when the the word is speaking that repentance and forgiveness of sins was going to be preached in his name. That is the beginning point. You know, the the gospel according to to Matthew, verse 11, 33, uh, uh, sorry, verse six, not 11, but verse six, 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. And so, what is the witnessing we are supposed to do? Yes, Jesus can find somebody, uh, you know, the healing that they need. He, he can do all that. He can do, but the primary reason for the witnessing, the repentance and forgiveness of sins. And so, friends, because many times we have not told about the repentance and forgiveness of sins, he who was called to come to Jesus to find a husband, when they found a husband, their life, you know, that was it. They didn't see a reason why they should continue with this Christ because they have got what they needed. They that came to Christ for week, or, you know, for healing or they wanted a job or some other thing, maybe they wanted a visa or whatever, now that they got it, they don't see the reason why they should continue with this Christ because the primary purpose, you know, was not told them. And so, friends, you know, all these things I've said Jesus can do. But if that is what we are telling people, it is incomplete. The message of the gospel of Christ is incomplete if we do not tell people about repentance and forgiveness of sins. And so as a witness, because we have said, uh, the Lord is calling us uh, and saying, you shall be my witnesses. As a witness, we ought to tell people about this. We ought to tell people about turning from evil. We ought to tell people, about you know because that's what repentance means turning around turning from wickedness turning from evil if you are headed in direction B that was not right turn back to Christ turn back to his his purposes remember we have said um, the the witness uh, we defined witness and we said you know uh, uh, attestation over fact you know or testifying over over fact of something oh actually being the evidence uh, or the evidence that something has happened or the proof that something has happened. So as we tell, I have talked about the telling, but there's also uh, the witnessing of the transforming power of Jesus that should be evident within us. That is part of the witnessing ourselves, you know, uh, testifying to that transforming power of Jesus, we cannot say that Jesus can clean you up from being a thief. Jesus can clean you up from being, uh, you know, sexually immoral. Jesus can clean you up from whatever it is when you know uh, that power is not evident. And we are not saying that at one point or other you cannot be uh, struggling with with something. You may be struggling with something at point A or point B. But that transforming power, they should have been something that God has touched, that Jesus has touched, something that He has touched in your life and changed. And so, based on that, something He has changed, the hope of Him finishing up the other things, because we are continually, as uh, you know, as the Word of God tells us, we are continually being transformed, we are continually being uh, sanctified. And so, as a witness of Jesus, that power. Uh, of the transforming power of Jesus should be evident. You know these disciples, when the Holy Spirit, when they had seen Jesus, they had believed with Him, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. You know, they the 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 life that they lived was a life, uh, you know, that was amazing. That even those who tried to fake, you know, when we read in Acts five, Ananias and Sapphira, they sell their field and they are trying, you know, to fake that this is, you know what we have uh, sold for the field, you know, they, 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 they died, you know. When, when Peter asked them, is this what you sold the field for? And, and the husband says, yes, it is. He died. When the wife came and said, and so, even those who were among them and not walking in righteousness, there were consequences. And so that transforming power has to be evident within us. That God, the Lord has transformed us, that Jesus has transformed us uh, and, and you know, uh, turned us from whatever we have been. That is part of the testifying. And so what do we need, friends? Because Jesus said he waited in Jerusalem. These are people who had touched him firsthand. They had been with him. They had talked with him. You know, they had seen him as he, the resurrected Jesus. They have seen the, you know, as the, the word of God, the life. You know, they had seen the live thing. And so we need the Holy Spirit. If they needed the Holy Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit, first of all, to transform us, to transform us. Friends, we need to be transformed, like I've said, uh, you know, that weakness, wickedness, and and all this, you know, sin that usually ties us, that we have been dead in. that that the power of it is broken. Are we saying you'll never sin again? No. But when you sin, the Holy Spirit will convict you. So we need the Holy Spirit to transform us. We need the Holy Spirit to give us the boldness, the boldness to speak, even when you are intimidated. We have seen, uh, sorry, we have mentioned in Acts 4, when these people were arrested, they were beaten and told, uh, do not speak about Jesus again. They spoke about him. But you know, Sometimes I want you to think about, you know, where uh, you work. There's been, for example, this um, prayer. They say, let's pray for the, you know, maybe you're going to have a meeting. And that is where even prayer is said. But if they say, let us pray. Uh, and then somebody uh, says a prayer and then says, in the name of God. Friends, Jesus said, pray. In my name. But because we want to be politically correct, we don't want to say the name of Jesus. And so you say, in his name we pray. Whose name? You know, in God's name we pray. Is that the name that you were given to pray in? And so, friends, we need boldness to be able to witness. And so, friends, you know, sometimes such a prayer, you say, now, should we answer in this prayer that has been said or or what is it? So we need the boldness because if you believe in prayer and you believe that God works and God uh, and the Lord Jesus said, you know, pray whatever you ask in my name, you know, if you believe that, why are you praying an empty prayer for the meeting that you're going to have, you know? So you pray in the name of Jesus uh, and let who feels uh, they cannot say amen, let them not say. But you have prayed a prayer you believe in that, you know, god will help you in this meeting which you are you know dedicating to him and asking him to help you and so we need that boldness uh we need uh the lord uh the holy spirit to give us the understanding of the scriptures we need the holy spirit to help us friend uh you know there is the word we need to read the word daily but if the holy spirit does not help us it is going to be subject to misinterpretation you know or maybe we may not understand. And so it doesn't work in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit. Uh, we need um, the Holy Spirit to demonstrate the power of God in the circumstances of the people. You know, uh, I've talked about where we are saying, are you sick? Come. Yes, there are people who are sick and indeed they need the demonstration of the power of God. They need that power. They need the God who can touch their lives. Even when doctors have said, this cannot work. You have two months to live. You have two weeks to live. They said this disease is, is incurable. The power of God, who they encounter and that God can heal disease. They need that friends. And that is part of the witnesses witnessing. It's not just about talking. It's not about talking the Jesus who has power but the power of Jesus cannot be demonstrated. We need the Holy Spirit that he will meet people at whatever stage he will, that uh, uh, power that will be able to change. And somebody who was a thief, wherever they think about theft, they feel like, you know, broken and all that, you know, they cannot go back to that. That is the power, the transforming power. But if you tell me about the power of Jesus and, you know, when I say, okay, and so I struggle one year, two years, three years, and I cannot get uh, shake off that theft or that stealing habit, you know, there is a problem. And so the demonstration of the power of God in the circumstances of the people, we need the Holy Spirit, you know, we need the Holy Spirit to give us direction of where to witness Uh, when we we, when, when we read the book of Acts um when we read in acts 13 they tell us you know there were these people prophets and teachers who had gathered uh, 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 and so they prayed when they prayed the holy spirit sent paul and Barnabas somewhere you know and so we need the holy spirit to guide us you cannot be for example in the entire uganda you cannot be for example on youtube on te- on tv in, in-, in church on the street, where is it that God has called you? You cannot be everywhere. You know, Uh, where at this particular time is God seeing a need? Where is God sending you? We need the power of the Holy Spirit to give us that direction. When we look at, for example, Peter and and, and Paul, uh, Peter mostly uh, ministering to the Jews, Paul mostly released to the Gentiles, where is it that God has? called you you know to witness for him and friends we need the holy spirit to endure persecution and many times we are singing you know as they uh you know as we sing and maybe the, the, the praise and whatever we're saying oh i'm going to heaven or whatever whatever Uh, Let let me sing this other one now that has come to to, to my mind. I will not more suffer. And I think we we, we, we speak it with strength. I will not beg for bread. Maybe you will not beg for bread. But the first part of that sentence, is it true that you're not going to suffer? I will not more suffer. And we sing it with a lot of strength. But friend, you're going to suffer. (laughs) You're going to suffer. The word of God says, in John 16, in this world, there'll be tribulation, you know. But God is, you know, the Lord Jesus says, but be of good cheer, you know, have peace because I've overcome. You know, there'll be tribulation. Friend, there'll be persecution. And if, friend, if you were witnessing, and, uh, you know, because the tribulation, the persecution can come from different directions. If, if nothing has risen up, if nothing, whether, you know, to afflict you personally as you start to minister or people don't rise up against you or whatever. Sometimes, sometimes there is an issue. We can see because the, 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 Jesus himself, when he started doing all these powerful things, uh, you know, healing the sick, uh, whatever, people rose up. There were people. They are waiting to see, is he healing this man with the withered hand, or is he not going to, to heal him, you know? Is, is he going to to, to, to heal this, this uh, crippled person, or not going to heal him? There, were, there was persecution even at that time. You know, people rose up against him. They're saying, you know, he's doing this thing in the, in the spirit of Beelzebub, you know? And so, friends, if your master, if Jesus is your master, and he went through persecution, what do you think? What do you think about yourself? he's the servant, you know, you're going to go through persecution. And so friends, we need the Holy Spirit to help us to endure, you know, that persecution and not to endure it with the, you know, know, uh, to say, oh, 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 now I've given up on those people. You know, when we see how these disciples and the apostles were ministering, sometimes they would release them uh, from prison and the very area where they had gotten them from, they go back. And so uh, we need the Holy Spirit to be able to endure persecution and to endure that persecution and, the, uh, and and continue witnessing and continuing witnessing in the words that we speak and also in our lives, meaning we are not going to start boxing people and saying, Oh, why are you refusing Christ? You know, receive your whatever, no. We need the Holy Spirit, friends. We need the Holy Spirit to help us to overcome temptation that the enemy brings, you know, so that you don't witness, you know, because the enemy many times will bring temptation because once you have fallen, uh, by the time you lift up your head, maybe what you should have done, the work of God you should have done has bypassed. And so we need the Holy Spirit to overcome the temptation, to overcome, you know, whatever the enemy brings against us. You know, um, and so we'll be able to speak of the saving power of Jesus, not only speak of it, but also to live that saving power. And so, friends, uh, I I want us to to reflect on our lives as we, we think about, you know, the Lord calling us, you shall be my witnesses. I want us to reflect as I reflect on my life, reflect on your life. You know, are we really witnessing? Are we really witnessing? One of the things that um, we need for witnessing is is the word of God. Are we reading the word of God? Because it's out of the fullness of that. We will be able to speak, you know, but you know, if we don't read the word, so are we, remember we have said, the power of God working in us is the one who's going to enable us to read the word day by day and not just to read that word, but to live that word. And so are we witnessing? Are we witnessing? When was the last time? You know, you know, sometimes we are gathered, for example, at a, let me say, at a funeral. And so uh, people are searching for words to say about this person, that person. But, you know, there's no testimony. The testimony, you know, the, 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 of, of, of their salvation is not there, but we are also there and we have grown comfortable. Why? Our hearts have become dull friends. Our hearts have become dull, you know, and so we are no longer witnessing. Our, hands, uh, our hearts have become dull. Sometimes it's from discouragement, you know. You, when you tried to speak about Christ, you know, people persecuted you uh, or, or they refused to listen, and so you became dull. Or sometimes uh, it is what people have spoken to us. Uh, a friend, uh, a brother in the Lord was speaking about how they went on the street, streets of Kampala doing street ministry. And so they came to a group of men, you know how some people gather on the streets uh, talking about this and that, and said, uh, you know, to talk to these men and said, you know, the Lord loves you. And they said, you know, what does he want with us? Are we women? You know, those are some of the things that can make our hearts say, Let me me not go back tomorrow. You know, the, the, the response I had yesterday. And so we have gotten discouraged. We have gotten wounded. But friend, this is the time we need to pray for the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who will enable you to pick yourself up and continue. So as we look at this month of Arise and Shine, this month as our theme has been, Arise and Shine. God is calling us from the darkness of not witnessing. He's calling us from that darkness. He is you know, where we have grown comfortable and say, "I've been witnessing." you know And then the last testimony of the witnessing that you did now I'm talking about the one where you speak to people. Uh, I, the, the last witnessing uh, was you're saying, you remember that, that mission, the mission that was there in the year 2010. do you remember that mission? Do you remember that mission in 20, uh, 2015? That is but friends. Uh, people are perishing day by day. And so we need to be renewed. We need to come out of the darkness. We need to come out of comfort zone. And so you're saying, for me, I'm just modeling. We have said that is important. Um, You know, they're living the life of Christ. And so people should look at you. Friends, it is not enough. These people should have gone around, you know, the apostles just, you know, walking around and saying, don't people see us. They had to speak. So friend, you have to speak. And so we need to pray for renewal if we have slackened. We need to pray for release if we have never started to witness. We need to pray for the enablement of the Holy Spirit. Whatever level we are at, we need to pray for the enablement of the Holy Spirit. And so, friends, let's take, you know, I don't know where you have been, but, you know, let's, let's just think about the multitudes that are being counted on our hands, the people that have perished that you should have witnessed to. But, you know, they have gone on. You were maybe the one supposed to sow the beginning seed. You did not. You were the one maybe supposed to, you know, speak the word that would t- finally turn them around. You did not. And so friends, let's receive that conviction and rise up and be witnesses of Christ in
1: the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much, our sister, uh, Professor Johan. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you so much for allowing the Lord to use you. The word has been powerful, and uh, we return the glory and honor to the Lord. Uh, There are so many things that have stood out. Thank you so much. That was a Holy Spirit-led sermon, And some of the things that have stood out are the purpose of Jesus was for the redemption of man, not to overthrow governments. We cannot witness unless we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, which our sister has told us that is the enabling power. I'll compare it with the fuel, that without fuel, however beautiful your car is, however much you have serviced it, without fuel, that car will not move. The only way it can move without fuel is for it to get people to push it, but they will not push it any longer. And so believers without the Holy Spirit are believers who are pushed every time. They are not convicted, they are simply pushed. And we see Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, the man who had denied his master three times, is standing out and preaching in the midst of persecution. Our sister has also reminded us to pray for boldness, to witness in the midst of persecution. She has also reminded us that we should preach repentance and forgiveness. We should also tell people of the transforming power of Jesus Christ and to put Jesus above all things. It's true many times we find people with challenges and tell them Jesus can heal you. Jesus can give your job without even telling them who this Jesus is. And so most of them end up coming to the Lord for the things that he can offer and not for Jesus himself. And so without the Holy Spirit, we are Christians of surface value, but yet inwardly, we can never stand out and witness because our lives have not yet been transformed fully. But finally, also, that the message of Jesus Christ. That the message of Jesus Christ cannot be preached without repentance and forgiveness. And so we shall uh, briefly pray, then I'll invite Reverend Hillary to give us a blessing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you in a special way for our sister that you have used to bring this word to us. Father, we pray that you refill her, Lord re-energize her lord continue giving her the grace and the boldness to share your word father bless the work of her hands Father, bless her family, bless her, Lord, bless her ministry, Father. And Father, avail many more opportunities for her to share your word to your people. Father, thank you for this message that she has selflessly shared with us this morning about witnessing for you. Father, thank you for using her as an eye-opener to bring a new dimension of understanding your power. Father, thank you. We glorify your holy name. Father, we repent in many ways where we have not witnessed. Father, so many people have perished because we have been slow in witnessing. Father, so many times we have gotten involved in talks and we have ended up being power- overpowered by people who are of the world. And so, Father, we bring repentance before you, Lord. Forgive us, Father, for sluggishness, Lord. Father, forgive us, Lord, for having hearts that have failed to be transformed. Father, forgiving us, forgive us for shying away from witnessing for you, Lord. We have been reminded that those that do not witness for you those you will not present them before your father. And so, Lord, we come before you to say that we are sorry. Thank you for this message that has that has transformed our hearts. We pray, Lord, that this message has fallen on fertile ground. We pray that it will germinate, Lord, and we pray, Father, that it shall bear fruit, Lord. Above all, Lord, from today's force, give us the strength, Lord, to witness for you in our places of work, in our families, Lord, Lord, for even as we travel on a border, border, Lord, that we may have the boldness to share the gospel with the taxi drivers, with the border, border men, with the hawkers, and Lord, with all those that you have given us that you have brought in our circles, Lord. Some of us are bosses in our offices. We We are controlling over 10 people, but we have never shared your message with them. Father, we are sorry. Give us the boldness from today that, Lord, we shall share your word with them. That, Father, your word will be on our lips, will be on our fingertips. That, Father, before we do anything, Lord, we shall be your witnesses. Before we begin work in our offices, we shall first witness for you, Lord, that Lord, even as we are driving on the busy roads, Lord, we shall drive witnessing for you, my master. Father, we thank you. We return the glory and the honor to you. Father, we remember to pray for our brother Trinidad. A prayer request has come in. He's entering the theater this morning. Father, I want to bring him before you, Lord. You are the greatest surgeon, our Father, and our God, and we are trusting you, Lord, that his life is in your hands, Lord. We pray, Father, that your presence fills that theater, Father, we pray that you work through the doctors to restore the life of your servant. And many people on this platform that are sick, Lord, we bring them before you. We pray, Lord, that they will experience your healing power this day. Those that are having patience, Patients, lord we pray father that you meet them lord and father many other people patients that are in hospitals lord father we bring them before you we pray father that you will encounter your healing power this day and now father i pray lord that those that are traveling to their places of work that lord your presence will go forth ahead of them drive them lord father take them lord and use them to be your witnesses this day father we honor you lord and bless you For in Jesus' name we pray, amen.